Sorry. <laughs> you tell him that I'll have his money when I'm damn well ready. What the f is going on over there? Get in there. You will deal with that Atlas harshly. Fight forever, Guardian. I think you broke it. And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio. The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Now the time has come for all this to close in overthrow the past. We're here to make a change so all can be free. A call has been made. Everyone, one and all, to HIAC Talk Radio, kicking it old school. I will never say that again. We're going old school a little bit this week, because not only do we have Craig Legans here, we have Omega Squad Chris Green, because uh, Omega Squad did, made the unfortunate mistake of actually caring about wrestling and writing a paragraph before we went live. So I texted him going, get you to the show, and he's like, shit. What time is it? Thinking. Yeah, thinking, thinking that we were on our normal time slot, which is 8 o'clock, which I'll have an announcement about that soon. And uh, unfortunately for him, I'm like, no, we go an hour and a half later, and we will be doing that every week now. So he couldn't get out of it. <laughs> Curse you, Kalachiko, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, I, I get... Chris on so him and Craig can talk intelligently about things and then I'll just be mad about them. But that's really why Chris is here. So he can eloquently, along with Craig, explain the BS and I can go, bah, bah, old guy. Bah. That's, you know, I know how it works. I know how it works. But yes, uh, today, what, uh, oh, so the same setup. Yeah, pretty much. Um, what day is it? Was it Black Wednesday number eight this year? Is that what's going on? About yeah. the, the the layoffs. Yeah, well, this is the most high profile of layoffs that really came out of nowhere. Usually after WrestleMania, that's kind of when traditionally when most of the layoffs come. And it's it's usually a, a couple of name wrestlers, but mostly it's just staff who we don't see in front of the camera. And it's it's uh other folks in management or you know, sub-management or whatever, but this one <clears throat> came out of nowhere. It started early this morning with the uh, the big names, and if you look on, if you jump on Twitter like 7, 8 o'clock this morning, and you you might thought that Braun Strowman had died in his sleep because Braun Strowman was, was trending worldwide for some reason, yeah. and it's like, well, he's obviously not good enough. It obviously wasn't anything he did in the ring to make him trend worldwide, so it had to be something else, and that's when the news came. Chris, uh, just like the Kennedy assassination, where were you when you heard the news? <laughs> I was at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got I got it probably a little later than 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 most people because I was working, shockingly. Mm. Um, but you know, I'm pretty sure I sat down at my desk and 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 flipped to the the site I usually frequent and said, "What the hell?" <laughs> just, I mean. <laughs> Out of nowhere, and it, like like you said, Craig, just just a strange uh, set of releases, uh, a strange set of choices, in a week that 
has brought a lot of changes to WWE and, and, you know, it's certainly, I would have to say like, like, uh, you know, something's going on. I don't know what it is. There's a lot of speculation. Um, before, before we get into that, because we didn't mention for those um, who don't know, yes, the named releases are uh, uh, Ruby riot, which is personally as a Northeast wrestling fan. That hurts. Really pisses me off. That hurts. We'll get into that in a second. So Ruby Riot, Murphy, Lana, which for Lana, I'm so happy for. Yeah. Because we all know what. I, yeah, we all know. We'll talk about that. Satana, Santana Garrett, Alistair Black, and the lesser name on this group, as far as I'm concerned, Braun Strowman. Anyway, so, <laughs> sorry, Braun. Not really. Um, yeah, continue with what you're saying, Chris, please. Well, yeah. So, you know, I, I guess I'll just play right off of that. So you, you, you look at that list of people and you have, okay, you got Buddy Murphy, uh, you got Lana, um, you say, okay, and, and Santana Garrett, you know, for example, I would say, okay, sure. If they had come out three, you know, three weeks ago or whatever it was, um, I don't think we would have really blinked at that. That would have been probably in that group of wrestlers where we said, okay, fine. Post WrestleMania release schedule. Um, but that, but the timing of this is really strange for, you know, pretty much everybody really for, for, for certainly Lana, I'm going to include Lana in this, but, you know, certainly for Ruby, for, for Alistair Black, certainly, yeah. uh, as terms of recent pushes and recent work being done to elevate them, you know, Ruby had a match, uh, with as ride squad. Yeah. Just recently, mm-hmm. I mean, the, all those SmackDown vignettes—they spent what weeks, months at this point, yeah. building Aleister Black up, mm-hmm. just to release him on a random Wednesday—is uh, is very odd. And and Braun Strowman was literally, you know, year- wrestling for the title <laughs> and, a month and ago, <laughs> a month ago, and a year ago he was he was he, champion. Yeah, you're exactly. So, you know, we could talk about you know. Before we get, I get into, and, and I'll let you, Craig, I'll let you get a chance to talk here, but, you know, taking aside the talent of those wrestlers, something's going on because to have all those hanging storylines just suddenly chopped off on a random Wednesday is certainly not the way uh, WWE usually does things in this manner. There's usually a blow off of some sort um, to do this and to have Alistair for example, uh, just suddenly gone in the middle of a, in the middle of a potential feud with Big E is just, it's just not normally what you would think coming out of WWE. No doubt. And, uh, you, he just started, especially after Aleister Black survived the last series of cuts, you know, when we said goodbye to Samoa Joe and, uh, 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 somebody else, another another big name. We thought, well, Alistair Black wasn't in that cluster, and Mickey James, and Mickey James. I'm yeah. sorry, thank you, thank you, damn. But big names there. But if you since Alistair Black survived that cut and he started having vignettes, like you said, okay, well they're finally going to use him, but not anymore. Ruby Riot and uh, the Riot Squad just had a, a uh, women's tag team title shot last week or the week before, so I thought. They're finally getting some some screen time, but no, 
I, you're absolutely right, Chris. Something is going on, and I'm going to to throw it out now. Unless Dan, you wanted to give your theory as to why you think um, all this is going well, on. I, it's I have a theory that was kind of drawn together by uh, myself, socks, and well, not myself. Uh, it, it, socks and our old friend Ryan Ryan Jones. Um, they were talking, and they brought it to my attention that. They have a theory, but I'll take you through my thing because I posted a long thing about it and I believe it. Vince has given us uh, several examples the last 50 years of why you shouldn't trust the son of a bitch. And here we are. All due respect to Vince, 95% of wrestling promoters are shysters. And I don't mean the most terrible people in the world. Some of them are. But you have to be a snake and a devious bastard to run wrestling. You don't have to be a hateful, spiteful uh, person against uh, people of color or LGBTQ, but that's a whole other discussion for another time. And I talk about that now. Talk about just, though we would argue Vince is. Um, (laughs) Vince's track record of being about the money. I know that he has years of putting his house up for WrestleMania, even though WCW paid for it, uh, NWA, excuse me. There's a history of the good things he did for wrestling. Never will, never take that away from him. On the other side of it is the publicly traded Vince McMahon, where it is all about the money. We just had a billion dollar deal to put the WWE Network on Pika. I am going to bring it up all the time because it is still stupid and still apparently a waste of everybody's time. A billion dollar deal with NBC Universal to put all that content in the United States on Peacock. Great. Uh, Announces profits during a pandemic year after all of those layoffs. Great. So we're good now. We're going to chug along. People are going to start coming to live shows next week. We're we're good now, right? No, no. The theory, there's two. Uh, There's a lawsuit, and I am not going to try to explain it on this podcast, but I encourage everybody, seriously, not being sarcastic, to Google the, hold on, I'm going to get it here in a second, look up City of Warren Police and Fire Retirement System versus WWE. Chris, you especially, read through that and have a field day and go, oh. And the other theory is that Vince is selling. Vince is showing potential investors Craig take it right after the sentence uh, uh, Vince is showing potential uh, potential investors uh, that he's about profit not spending and he's letting people go left and right which say what you about the one about the AEW and we have there's other places to go that will pay them now go ahead Craig that was my theory and that's my always been my prevailing theory especially now with not only because when you're selling your company to a potential investor, they want to look at who's making what and how much are we going to pay them. So these cuts are the highest profile cuts. These are people that are making the most. So you cut your Braun Strowman's and your Alistair Black's and your Lana's that were making. So when you're the new, the buyer looks at, oh, okay, well, you've got a lot of. So you're, you, you cut the, the ones that are making the most that are doing the least. 
that's what you do right before you're selling the company because the potential buyer is going to look at everyone who's making what and they go, oh, okay, well, you guys are coming under now. If now that you, I can see how, what you guys are making, and how much you're bringing in, that's always a telltale sign that when a company is about to sell, when they start letting folks go, especially in this case, the high-profile ones, the ones that were making a lot of money but were doing very little. So this is a cost-cutting move. That's what all this is. Some potential buyers from the WWE, I've heard. Time Warner was one. Um, we talked last week in uh, Nerd Herders about uh, Paramount buying all of the, um, or Paramount being sold and all their um, properties, James Bond, Rocky franchise would be going to, to Time Warner. So WWE is selling. I, I, it's, that's what, but only because that's what you do before you're, you, you sell your company. You get rid of as much, you know, capital as you can, as, as many uh, employees that are making a lot that are doing very little, you're, you're cutting as much as you can. So you tell, so you're, so the potential buyer can say, oh, well, okay, well, you guys aren't spending a whole lot. So yeah, we are, that's I, more attractive. I was kind of just kicking around Tony Khan buying it. Mm-hmm. And people are poo-pooing that, but didn't a billionaire just buy up all the other wrestling companies less than 20 years ago? Yep. So don't poo-poo that completely. Probably not. No. But to that say it's out of the realm, that. yeah, of course not. But to say that it couldn't happen, I'm like, it's wrestling. Every time someone says it couldn't happen, it always happens. But I, the, the obvious buyer in that scenario to me is Comcast. Yeah. I mean, they, that's they've already got it in there. My I mean, buddy, okay, Adam, why, spend, why spend two billion dollars a year to buy the content? Just buy the content for two billion dollars. Just want to shout <laughs> out my bu- I just want to shout out my buddy Adam Hirsch, who's in the Facebook chat, who said just very oh, that yeah. at the same time, Chris, who just said, "Hey Dan, how's it going? Could NBC be buying the WWE?" And that is the other than that. If you read the lawsuit, Chris, text me later. Mm-hmm. When you get a chance, I, I really would actually like your thoughts on it. But the only other thing was I was either thinking Disney or NBC. And I mean, Comcast. Because mm-hmm. Disney is the uh, who owns ESPN. And they had that stuff going on a while back. But also the WWE selling, you know, all that content to NBC. So it's leading more towards NBC. I'm like, yeah. Well, you know, you got Fox, too, conceivably. Is, is in that mix uh, too, but I mean, it, it could be anybody, but it's, it's whoever would, would, would spend the money. Uh, Joyce Danny just said Comcast is under the NBC Universal umbrella. No, they are the Universal umbrella, yeah. they own yeah. NBC Universal. Comcast owns the umbrella that NBC Universal is under the Roberts yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the thing I have with this whole thing is I, I get the sale sale uh theory and it's it's certainly plausible i'm not gonna say it's not but Mm -hmm. something about it doesn't feel quite right to me no it's an Uh, icky feeling man i did not like today and i hate braun Strowman as a person (laughs) but that well that's where i get back to is 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 i i agree with craig that you're gonna try to cut where you need to cut but Mm -hmm. the the generally you're not cutting valuable assets when you're doing that now, you know, it, it, you, we can argue about Lana 
and Buddy Murphy and Santana Garrett, whether or not they, they were worth the value of their contracts. Braun is the one where I get back to where, how do you, how many guys of his size with his ability are there out there and how much is he worth to you? You know, I, we don't know the details of his contract. I know the rumor is out there that his contract is expensive. Sure. But what does he bring in? What, what value is it? You, you don't have a big show anymore. Lesnar is God only knows where Lesnar is. <laughs> wow. you, know? uh, you don't have really, I mean, you could argue that they have other people there. They have brought in recently, uh, you know, Omos, the AJ, AJ Styles is a guy there. I mean, I guess, but I mean, yeah. but but if if you don't have a guy who like like Braun Strowman, who the monster among men, an established giant with athleticism, he can speak on the mic. You can argue about the. I I completely get people are 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 falling in two different sides on his mic abilities, but the fact of the matter is, as a giant, as a monster. I don't think there's anyone more effective at it right now. And I don't know why you wouldn't be worth this contract. He's, he's your big show, Chris, for your next millennium. Cause he could be a monster heel, a monster face. You could put the title on him for a transition. Exactly how they use big show for all those years. You've got Braun Strowman right there and he's much more athletic and he's better on the mic. If you're going to cut anybody, if you're going to be cutting people that for that make a lot of money for doing absolutely nothing, Cut Baron Corbin. You heard me, Danny. Baron Corbin. That's who needed to be cut. If you want to cut anybody, brings absolutely nothing to the table. Not even championship material. That At least Strowman, you can do stuff. Corbin gives you nothing. The only person she's going to be mad at is me. Thanks a lot, Craig. Uh, <laughs> give it all, but I'll keep saying it. That Corbin gives you absolutely nothing nothing he doesn't draw a dime he doesn't draw ratings he's that's uh, what does he do he's the parsley on filet mignon you can throw away the parsley and you still have a good meal yeah well that but that's what i get back to is that i just yeah. don't understand cutting an asset like that even if you're selling because right. that asset should be valuable to whoever's buying i agree you know I agree. so i don't understand that i don't understand cutting this in that sense. Now, now I do could probably get, okay, I have a guy who I'm spending, whatever I'm throwing, I'm going to throw out the million dollars a year that they, that has been floating around. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get it. But to Dan's point, I'm getting a ton of money. I'm highly profitable and I want to be a long-term concern. I want a solid base of talent in the long-term and a guy you know, and we can go down. We can we talk about all three of the, the the main ones. I think we've all brought here when we're talking about people who have utility, who have value, who have the potential. I think you look at you look at Braun certainly as we talked about. You look at Alistair Black as a guy who you just established again, and you're establishing this new character, and you know he can go. He's proven that in NXT, and yeah, I I would certainly say his his main roster. First run has not been great. Uh, I don't think that's his fault. I think that's Booking's fault. But, you know, he's certainly got potential with this character that you just spent a bunch of money on. Um, and then Ruby Riot, you don't have a lot of. Oh, my God. Hands. 
you don't have a lot of good hands in the in the women's division outside of the four horsemen. God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> so to get rid of a utility player such as Ruby Riot for cost cutting, I don't get that. I don't I don't believe that Ruby was being paid that much. Okay. I, I really don't think so. I, I mean, just knowing the history of how much they pay women's wrestlers, uh, you know, over time, I don't believe Ruby was that expensive. You know, I, I can see, okay, letting Lana go and yeah, she's going to go with, with Miro. Fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Buddy Murphy was doing nothing. I get it. He's probably better off in New Japan. Fine. But, you know, some of these, you know, we talked about Samoa Joe back then. I, I think this is more egregious than Samoa Joe because it do. doesn't make a lot of sense to me, particularly Braun. It just seems that seems you now have a gaping hole in your roster. Well, uh, real quick, um, Danny coming to Corbin's defense. Corbin, um, his contract is 280000 Stroma's contract was $1 million. Okay. Well, he, I knew he, that. I could picture. I heard that in my head already when I read it. I really did. He's still overpaid. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Ruby Riot Network one million. What does that mean? There's no chance in hell they were paying her a million. No way. They're, they should. No, no way. The no, 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 no. All three Riot girls together only made a million. Her net worth is one million, but what was her contract? Because as as Chris was alluding to, you you have an easy. Craig, correct me if you have a Bobby Eaton and Ruby Riot as far as women's wrestling. Yes, that whole the Riot Squad was they could have been your shield. That they were built to be a heel stable, and they totally botched them. They had them doing jobs to the freaking Bellas. When you have the three, you know, you have a Bobby Eaton and Ruby Riot. And utility players and Sonny Deville and uh, people that can work and can make other females better, but you put them over, you make them your main, your 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 shield in the women's division. You can have them challenge the four horsewomen in a WrestleMania a year from now. You do it right. You see you the look on my face up. there for a yes. second. It was because that uh, I just read what Ruby Wright was getting paid, and oh. it's eighty thousand dollars. Oh my God! Well, gee, thank God he saved eighty thousand. There's no yeah. way that makes financial sense to me. No, if you I, I, mean, I, I was people were laughing at people like you're overreacting to what happened. I'm like, no, no, no way. This, the, the, this is not. There's this is different. There's something going on here which is pissing me off. Now, yeah. there's certainly a lot going on in WWE right now with with the sure. the, the hirings and the firings outside of the roster. Right. Sure. The restructuring they've been doing mm-hmm. uh, the new different board directors and stuff like that. They're certainly repositioning themselves for the future, at least corporately. And, and, and certainly they're, and, and we can, you know, eliminating du- duplicative departments, right. Things like yeah. that, you know, that's a word that I don't understand. Can you <laughs> redundancy? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Redundance. The, Thank you, Chris. The Department of Redundant the Redundant Department of Redundant. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, uh so uh, I get I, I get why people are saying sale. And I, and it would not surprise me if it happens, yeah. but I don't 
it doesn't feel quite it's not quite gelling for me because the decisions mm-hmm. don't seem to make a lot of long-term sense but it's wwe has it ever been a problem before no you know i mean okay now this is a mind blower what? this the, the second one is lana was making two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. santana garrett was five hundred thousand. what Hmm. I like San. Right. I that doesn't seem right. I like Santana Garrett very much, but if she's making five hundred thousand, I want her face in uh, Charlotte in some <laughs> form every week. No, really, which yeah. she should have been. <laughs> she could. She should have been jobber to the stars. Yes, if nothing else. Yeah. Yes, yes. Ruby Riot should have been the the Ruby Riot thing pisses me off because Craig, you 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 from the same area. You've seen her coming up through the ranks. Yeah, all those years. And personally, you've—I'm sure you've seen her in person many times. And it just so yeah. Of course, this is a bit of a you know I take it personal. I, it really, I know I, I, she will be fine. Ruby yeah. Riot will be fine. Yeah, she will work the indies and get top dollar for indies. <laughs> Another conversation for a whole other time. I will be surprised she's not working with Jordan Grace and the other ladies in Impact, or at the very least AEW. I think Ruby mm-hmm. Wright would fit better in a, uh, uh, Impact right now. I don't want her anywhere near AEW. Mm-hmm. Just my personal opinion. If you're getting paid, I don't care. Um, Alistair Black was making a hundred thousand. What? Santana was making more than Alistair Black. That can't. Uh, the the Garrett thing cannot be right, but. Just to focus on what Chris was saying about Braun Strowman earlier, and even a little bit of Aleister Black, they Braun Strowman was lifting up ambulances and trucks. <laughs> Aleister Black was the second coming of the Undertaker. Yeah, that's what they were telling us visually. Not me saying that. That's what they were telling me. So those two start there, and then. The only one I don't feel that's not true. The only, yeah, no, it is true. The only one I really don't feel bad about is Lana because yeah. God knows she wanted to get out of there yeah. with her husband because it's well documented the little nitty nitpicky bullshit that the company was putting <laughs> those two through just for announcing they were ma- getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but you, you got to give Lana credit for actually working to improve over the she last tried year she tried she's never going to be a good worker but guess what she doesn't, she have, doesn't to have to be she was a great manager yes she was she was a good and that's what people people are i see people tweeting saying what a waste of she was i'm like no she what in a world where managers are not a thing anymore and it's the stupidest sentence ever said in wrestling one of the stupid that manager aren't a thing anymore she was a classic for this era in my opinion well, and, and for the WWE who prides themselves on putting a hot chick at ringside, they're always looking for it. You know how they always like to re- regurgitate old things. She's your, she could be your Miss Elizabeth who did absolutely nothing but look good. <laughs> That's true. But Lana could do more than Miss Elizabeth ever could. Yeah. There's your Miss Elizabeth right there. You put her with a monster heel or a stable of guys that can work. And she's your she's your Elizabeth, she's your Sonny, she's your heat magnet who just sit outside. She's Mr. Fuji. 
Exactly. Yeah, yes. Wait, wait, when she came in, she was Mr. Fuji. Literally Mr. Fuji. <laughs> no, with a Russian accent. And especially in this climate, she's Russian. She could be your new Alex Wright, your Berlin, because we know rest, American wrestling fans hate foreigners. So just have her speak Russian in her, in her interviews. And Only if she comes out eat. dancing like this. Oh, God. Yeah. It was, see, right. no, no. Everybody says he was a bad dancer, but he went like that. No. <laughs> but when he turned, when Alex Wright turned into Berlin. I loved Berlin. That was one of the few things in the, in the, the, the dying days of 1999 that Vince, well, I think that was actually before Vince Russo. No, that was no, Hogan. That, that was, that was, no, no, yeah. no, no. But Vince oh. Russo, that was a Vince Russo idea. Was idea. it not? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the good Vince Russo ideas where you recognize this guy, mm-hmm. but you're like, wait, what the hell? And he comes out completely different. He doesn't speak anything. The old foreigner air quotes, folks, gimmick where they come out and they speak their mother language, their native tongue. They speak zero English. They piss off all the <laughs> nationalists. Fans, yes. American wrestling fans. And you you squash a baby face. Yeah. And they had it. I, uh, when people say Berlin was a bad gimmick, bullshit. No, was a great bullshit. Gimmick. It was great. Yeah. It was and he had the, enti- the interpreter mm-hmm. speak for him only, mm-hmm. cutting the promo of how terrible Americans were. And I, even as a kid, I was like, that's awesome. Because we are kind of terrible, aren't we? <laughs> just, but he just... would get the heat during live, sh- during house shows. And uh, and Hogan hated it because he was getting as much heat as the NWO at the time. And Hogan put the kibosh on it. Next thing you know, no more Berlin. But that's Lana so good. Had, that, had that potential. But well, now that she can she... be reunited with her husband. And, and like you said, she's, gonna, she's the only one that's going to be all right. The rest of them. Oh, Ruby will be good. Listen, wait. wait. Yeah, I understood what you meant, but let's let's yeah. just correct. They're all going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. These yeah, are yeah. names. These aren't. This isn't WWE after WrestleMania releases where it's like one big name and then, oh yeah, I forgot they were on TV. And as opposed to ten years ago, they actually have an alternative or alternative. Yeah, yeah. Again, as much as we're like, I don't know what's going on over there. They the, the checks aren't bouncing, folks. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and and the thing is, you're going to see these 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 people pop up in 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 other organizations, and they're going to have the people saying, "Oh, they're all just picking up WWE rejects." These are not rejects. No, these are name wrestlers that should not be on the marketplace. I would, you know, if if I'm if I'm Impact and 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 Ruby's on the market, I'm picking Ruby up if I can. I, you know, I don't even know who picks up Braun, but if it's New Japan or what, whoever, but I, you know, Braun is a name. Yeah. You know, well, I don't know what his name will be, but, <laughs> but he has a name. Yeah, country, you know? It'll probably be Country Strong, like his, yeah. uh, his tattoo right. says. Yeah, exactly. So I just they, don't they, understand how you can have Santana, somebody, a talent like Santana Garrett. I'm not crazy putting her over right guys we all agree santana garrett is a, is a great okay um i don't understand how you can be working with this company since 2013 um go in and out work shows that go out you know get signed like show up at all these matches and have great matches and just go eh. 
I'll see you later. Which applies to Ruby Riot. That's going to bother me for well, me. I mean, it's, so you can throw that. You can th- start throwing the names around, right? Okay, Santana Gary is gone, but Dana Brooks still employed. Yeah. For example, let's not get hasty about Dana Brooks. You son of a bitch. <laughs> right, but it. you know, yes, example, but I understand. But, yes, but, but, and you can play example. that game. You can play that game all day with all these people. Uh-huh. Quite, quite frankly, I mean, certainly, you know, like I said, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin. You know, it's it it all. You can play those. Pull I was trying all, to do that. Hold on. Wait, let's see. Buddy Murphy and. Yeah, I can't. Jack Gallagher. Is he still there? No. Is he gone? Because he was kind of a piece no. of shit. Jack, Jack was gone. Jack was gone. Jack, all right, Jack good. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But I, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a, keep Corbin out of your mouth. Oh, he t- tends to. Oh, yes. I never want Corbin in my mouth. <laughs> I, I don't even want I don't even want him on my screen. Yeah. So you, on the other hand, put him where you like. Yes. Um, he's all yours. He's all yours in mouth or other. Um, yeah, so, uh, Chris, I'm going to get your opinion. What's what's your WWE? All this stuff is happening now. What's what's next as far as your TV product, as far as your your online product? And you're going to go live soon. Isn't next week. Yeah, uh, I thought it was July. Oh, is it July? Because I know yeah. AEW is starting next week, but they're in Florida. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wait, they're both in Florida. Yeah. That's weird. Anyway. But they're going on the road. So any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's just this. It, to me, it's just Nick Khan making his mark at this point. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to see a fundamental change out of WWE here. I right certainly now. hope so. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, no, I don't think you will because they never do. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's you know, true. I mean, why, why should we expect anything different out of this? Because history would tell us that nothing is going to change. I expect that they're going to, you know, they're going to get back to live shows. They're going to get back to live Raws. They're going to get back to, to, to all those, those things that they've done. They did mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. And this will just be, you know, whatever it, if, if it's, if it's, I don't know if it's Nick Khan, as, as you kind of alluded to Craig, just proving that he can make the tough decisions. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but whatever I, I i don't expect a fundamental shift you know it is they've got a big content for mm-hmm. peacock you're going to see the the same stuff they've got they're moving more towards the uns to the scripted and un, uh, slash unscripted non-wrestling content uh so i think you'll see more of the you know the 24 sevens or whatever they do 365s those things um i think you'll see more of that type of stuff the documentary type of stuff coming out of mm-hmm. WWE for, uh, to, to feed the, the, the peacock machine, um, yeah. feed the cock, feed the cock. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't fundamentally expect the, the, the wrestling product to change. I mean, you might see some NXT call-ups. You might see Finn Balor come back. Uh, yeah. you might see some of the, some, some of the women, for example, may want, may be, uh, brought up to the, to the main roster. We'll probably see a draft or something some kind of shift yeah because that was the other thing that i heard that nbc wants uh separate brands and stuff again oh okay okay they get old school yeah the pendulum is swinging back the other way okay fine Uh, yeah but i mean i don't fundamentally i mean i have no reason or or expectation that anything's gonna fundamentally change i don't think booking's gonna get better I don't expect pay-per-views are going to get better. Um, so, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, if something big were to happen, like I say, oh, sure. 
yeah. I would expect some major changes or at least an attempt to make some major changes, but yeah. no. Yeah, I, I don't, if if the main, you can change the regime all you want, but if the big guy upstairs is the same big guy upstairs, nothing really changes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's as you say, it's just the pendulum swinging back and forth. Like it always well, I mean, that's, that's the question is how much influence is Nick Khan having on the product, on the creative product? And, and if he has a, if he has influence now, it's not great. Well, that, but yeah, I mean, he's if it, it's because that's what I get back to. Mm-hmm. Braun Strowman feels like a corporate move. Like yeah. I don't believe Triple H would have done that. No, I don't even believe Vince would have done that. No, really, no, because these are and and these especially well with Braun and with definitely with Ruby Riot and Alistair Black, they're all Triple H's guys. Those are the ones that he brought in, especially Black for for NXT. That was his. That was his baby, so yeah. So I mean, I, I again, I get back to why why spend all that money on those vignettes you did for for Alistair Black and cut bait. It makes yeah. no sense. And set up a feud with with Big E. Yeah, I mean they've dropped feuds before, so that's not 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 the thing. But I don't recall like them spending that much money mm-hmm. and that much effort in TV time to to go back and and cut it short in the absence of uh, some other extraneous thing. Right. The wrestler did, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Something illegal. <laughs> RVD, exactly. for example. For, for example, yeah. You know. But now it's yeah. I think something. I think my thing, my prediction is, will by the end of this week, and I know it's Wednesday, uh, or at least by the the, the next draw, we're going to find out why these things happened today. You think it'll be a quick turnaround, you say? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. That's just my prediction. If it, yeah, it might be a draft type thing, but if there's not going to be a, if it's a draft type thing, I would agree. If you're looking for some kind of business reason, I don't Mm -hmm. think so. I don't think it happens that quick. I know know negotiations like that are not going to be quick, uh, you know, by the end of the year. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, if you're making all these moves to set it up, now you got to let people come in and do their due diligence. So, well, we don't say those words around here, sir. That's the term. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, man, it's not me. It's you, man. It's not look, my thing. Look, I still have PTSD. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we were going to make a shirt and everything. Yeah. Thank you, Omega Squad, Chris Green, for joining us. Follow him on Twitter every now and then. He'll be quiet, and then something happened in wrestling or MMA, and he will he will go with it. So uh, follow him at Omega Squad. Thank you, Chris, for joining us. Uh, also, after all of that, like I said, I watched all this wrestling uh, to find things to talk about. In the WWE is like, not nah, got you covered. But this past weekend was the first full live show for AEW at Daly's Place Plaza, whatever Plaza, it's called. Yeah, sure. Um, clusterfuck arena and uh, <laughs> it was double or nothing and i will say this uh i still haven't watched the main event because mm-hmm. i don't care but that's my prerogative they have my money um the opening match mm-hmm. and the woman's title match were goddamn fantastic uh, adam page and brian brian cage not at, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hangman Adam page. page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cage page. Yeah. Cage page. All right. I said it. I was like, that sounds wrong that I've said it. No, wait. No, those are their name. Yeah, that was they're... amazing. Mm-hmm. 
and that went a long time and that was a good that felt like a good turner crockett uh wcw nwa opener it was a really good match uh mm-hmm. Britt baker is champ that was a fantastic match i'll get your thoughts on that in a second i'm just going to compound this all into one comment yeah i dearly love uh, steve borden otherwise known as thing you know this i do know this. You, you know i am arguably the biggest thing mark in the world the biggest thing mark i know no <laughs> no stop it okay no um i know in all seriousness i'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no stop it i know you will because you don't care um mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do it a little more delicately. I understand the want to want to do something after it has said no to you. Mm-hmm. I watched my dad do it in the fire department for years. Your father was also a firefighter. It is a yeah. business that chews you up and spits you out, takes time away from the family. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know that this is the same thing on a less life risky Kinda, sorta, mm-hmm. barely, but the the basic is all the same. I never want to stay Sting wrestle other than a couple moves here and there for his boy ever again. Mm-hmm. With all due respect and love, I got it. You got a couple stuff things in. Uh, I did notice uh, Kelly made the joke when he did the splash. Yeah, that's the on on top of the guys. It's like, you're going to catch me, right, dude? <laughs> you better fucking catch me. Uh, and that's it. Please never, please no more. And, you know, he said he's still, you know, experiencing uh, 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 after effects of the powerbomb. You know, I just, right. it was a novelty thing. I didn't need to see him that much. I, I, his role, I will say this, and I know how people feel about R.B. Allen. I think Sting is Darby Allen's guy is great. Sting as a manager is something I never thought I'd ever see. Mm-hmm. And, and neither did he. And, yeah, neither did he. and that's good enough. We're yeah. good. Be a manager. Be Tully Blanchard. <laughs> well, Tully Blanchard's not even Tully Blanchard. And, and, and I know you're mean, Dan, but the way AEW is using your managers, you know, he might as well just be invisible or just not show up at that's all. That's true. The way the AEW you got Tully Blanchard, you have Arn Anderson, you have Jake Roberts, you have three of the best talkers in the history of the sport doing absolutely nothing, and they're invisible. What you said about Sting just reminds me of, if anyone, if any of our fans of HIAC Talk Radio uh, watched the, uh, the, the the series of A&E biographies on every Sunday night, well, the best one was this past Sunday with Mick Foley. The only one that, that didn't end in tragedy that doesn't have to have anything about drug abuse or you know it's not like macho man or ultimate warrior this was just a feel-good story and what you said about sting dan uh echoes exactly what this mcmahon said you know when they're talking about the life of mcfoley the uh the king of the the uh king of the ring hell in a cell match with undertaker backstage after it was all over after you know Foley got thrown off the cage, went through the cage, you know, tooth went through his nose and all that. And he still came out to interfere in the in the finish. Vince said to Mick, word for word, almost what you said. 
I appreciate what you what you've done. I appreciate what you do for this company. You're done. Don't ever, don't <laughs> ever do it again. <laughs> I don't ever want to see that again. I or, just go. Ahead. That man has nothing to prove. No, zero to prove. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to make it a sting flaming session session where we just, you know, spam and troll him. I don't mean to do that. I, I'm wor- I'm worried about the guy. Of course, that's just me. That's, yeah, no, that's it's it's a you and a lot of other sting fans. It's it's me. I'm I'm not a sting fan. I'm looking at a 62 year old man. With an incredibly bad neck and a and a thirty year history of wrestling injuries, taking a power bomb on a stage. Even if I didn't even know the guy, I just I don't. If I'm sixty two, I'm not doing any of that shit. <laughs> so, yes, I I your feeling is is echoed by many people, by many just wrestling fans. They even like I said, I'm not even a Sting fan. I'm a fan of a guy who's put in his work, who's done his time who didn't want to be a professional wrestler, you know, and found out that, and he learned he was as green as grass as his former tag team partner. And while his former tag team partner didn't want to learn and was as shitty at the end of his career as he was at the beginning of his career, Sting, Steve Borden wanted to learn. And he did learn and he listened and he took his lumps and he got beaten up. He got bullied. I mean, by the best, Dick Slater, Doctor Death, Steve Williams. They all, you know, you learn from that to the point where you're picked by Ric Flair to headline the first Clash of Champions and to go an hour draw. That's like being anointed by, you know, by Zeus. Yeah. And his career was, it was off and running, and he never looked back. So, nothing but respect for Sting and. As as hard as I've been on wrestlers like Mick Foley, who said they were done and then they're still there, a la Ric Flair or Roddy Piper, you know, I'm I've always been a an outspoken critic of that. So seeing Sting in AEW, I was like, yeah, but but I, my same question: to do what? He's not. He's never been a manager. He's certainly not going to be a commentator, even though AEW is stacking up on commentators now. Oh, Mark don't Hicks. even, don't yeah. even. <laughs> I muted it after the first match. I'm like, yeah, we're no. It's but, not that it's bad. It's just there's so much. I'm just yes. And now you're adding you now this big show, and now you've added Mark Henry. Can I can I say something to yes. a, a wrestling purist, a, a, a fellow wrestling purist? Mm-hmm. Oh God, it's so hard. I'm I'm just gonna sound like a shithead. So I'm gonna preface it by saying again, all due respect and love to Jr. Jim Ross, one of the great announcers that's ever, mm-hmm. arguably one of the best, arguably the best. Yeah. Why is he there? He doesn't seem interested at all. Well, he's not. He he because he he's getting paid and he loves wrestling. Now you be a producer. You can, see, you can see the disparity between him and and Tony Schiavone. Because Tony Giovanni, during the main event that you that you rightfully skipped, he's laughing throughout the whole thing. You know, he doesn't give a fuck right now. Tony Giovanni is like, I mean, even after after during the, the pay-per-view, after Britt Baker won the title, won the AEW Women's Championship, he's hugging. 
Britt Baker. Britt Baker's whole thing, her whole character, was making fun of Tony Giovanni. That's that was what got her over as a heel. Britt Baker came in as a face, and then when she got booed, like the way Kurt Angle got booed, he, she would think, "I'm a dentist. I've got my degree. I'm smart." And then the fans hate that. She turned into a heel, and all she did was make fun of Shivani. Every single interview was to stick it. And so then she wins the championship, and Shivani's hugging her. Tony clearly doesn't give a crap at all. Jim Ross, producer, and he he wants to call a match, and that's what he does. Uh, Danny brought up the point. Uh, well, I mean, you both brought up the point. Well, he's a widow. He's got nothing else to do. I'm like, well, that's fair. Yeah, but he oh, but like Sting, he also doesn't have to work either. He doesn't, he doesn't need that shit at all. And they they used to call it WCW Sting, the Sting ceiling, the Sting contract. Nobody, if anybody got paid more than me, Sting got uh, that bump, yeah. the Sting bump. That's what it was. Yeah, uh, but if you have the means, check out the opener, Adam Page, Brian Cage. Uh, check out the Britt Baker. Skip the after. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's get this thing match too. Can't believe I said that in my time. Um, <clears throat> Craig, sir, where can people follow you, sir? If they'd like to follow me, I'll leave a trail of breadcrumbs so you can uh, follow me accordingly. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Craig Lagon, C R A I G L I G G E O N S. Follow me. On all social media platforms at Danlaw83, the HIAC Talk Radio Network. Go to your podcast app, go to Spotify, type in HIAC Talk Radio Network. I said it like that. Uh, look for the brand spanking new black and red logo with all the little podcast logos in there. Hit subscribe, follow, like, and share. We greatly appreciate it. All of our older podcasts are still available. At VOC Nation Radio Network. Um, for Craig Lagans, I'm Dan Calchico, the above average comedian. We'll see you next time. It's the end of the show, Mother Earth. Oh, can't wait.